In our first episode, we talk about why. Why do we do anything that we do? Join us on this amazing journey into Pupcakes Why. We are not masters or gurus or even teachers. The way I see it is that we are just old friends here to help you remember who you are. You are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. Right? Right? How you doing, love? Fine. That's, I guess, that's how we'll start every single one. I'm going to ask you how you're doing and you're going to say fine. Well, last time I said well. So we're, we're stepping it up a notch. Sounds good. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. So one of the things I want to talk about in, in this premiere pro, uh, podcast, in this premiere episode, is something that, you know, you and I have talked about a lot, and I want to get a little bit more in depth with it, and that is why, the question of why. So before I tell you my story, before I go into my story, I want to ask you what type of energy or what comes to mind when you hear that word why interesting because i've been having this conversation with why with a lot of people who've been coming to see me lately or uh on a phone call and it's going to be the opposite vibration of what we're going to be talking about today but i i think it's something that we need to talk about when you go into the energy of why um when it's um a resistance um, the why is the mind that always needs to find something logical or linear to validate or for the mind to understand what's happening and why it's happening. This is clearly not what we're going to talk about today, but it's important to, to look at both aspects of it. Um, I've removed why from a lower vibrational standpoint in my vocabulary because when you get stuck on the perpetual why, there's no room for movement because it's going against the attachment of what you think should be. And I have a belief system and you have a belief system that everything is on purpose, even though we don't understand why in this moment. So why I've chosen to replace with what am I choosing to learn from this? And there's been a whole heck of a lot of whys <laughs> this year. <laughs> and actually, we can integrate and speak about both the why that I'm referring to and also the why that you're referring to, because I do feel that after some time, it does begin to change. So the story that I want to go with is the fact that when we're young, when we're little, this is one of the things that it seems like we're, we're born with. It's, it's asking, it's that curiosity. So when we're young, we're always asking, you know, why? Like, you know, you know, little Johnny, do this. Why? Um, you know, and then why? Why? And so as children, we're always asking that question because we're born natural with this curiosity. And I believe this curiosity stems from the idea that we don't know where we are in this plane, in this world, in this, uh, this form. It's new to us. So we're asking why to understand this this form this dimension why 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 we're asking this we always asking these questions and so then what happens after a certain time we get into those default answers 
the default answer is when we get agitated when these when our you know little Johnny's asking why, and the default is because I told you so, that's why, or because it is so, that's why. It is what it is. It is what it is. That's why. And so Johnny stopped asking me these questions because I have to, you know, cook or I have to, you know, fill out this Excel spreadsheet. I have to do something, little Johnny. So stop asking me. But what happens after a certain amount of time and you keep on hearing it and it keeps on entering your your stratosphere of questioning, you start to become a little bit hesitant, especially as you start getting older, because you fear that you don't want to, you know, make someone angry. Because as children, we work off emotions. And when we keep on asking the question, why, 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 the emotional feedback we're getting is that we're disrupting something with them that's making them, again, you know, send off these emotions that don't align, you know, what what we're feeling, you know, the love, the light, or whatever it may be. And so then as we grow older, or as we mature, we start subtracting and we stop asking these questions we stop being curious because I believe the question why comes from that stem of curiosity. And so notice as we become older, we stop becoming curious and we stop becoming creative. We stop using our imagination. The fact that all these institutions as well siphon all of that from us. Then something happens in the middle, you know, through our egoic teenage years. We start twisting that the question of why into maybe an attack on myself. So now you do something to me and now I'm saying why, but I'm not asking why from a, from a curiosity standpoint. Instead, I'm asking why from an attack you attacked me because you did something. Why did you do it? Or why is something happening to me? Or why is something happening to me? What do you, what do you feel about that? I feel that the longer that we are here from a time perspective, that the more we forget who we are and that goes with age. But I also feel that the more that we age or mature, there becomes a place where um, we suffer and then something happens where we don't want to suffer any longer. And then that's when we actually have to do something about it where, and everyone's threshold is different. So everyone's threshold of suffering is um, at different capacities because we can just look at people or watch people's experiences and it's a never-ending cycle of suffering, whether it be a relationship or whether it be a um, a disease or whether it be, um, you know, staying with a certain, in a certain situation that is toxic, you know, um, whatever that fear is holding them or whatever, um, whatever situation it is. So the the suffering is, you know, Eckhart Tolle says suffering is our grandest teacher. Um, For me, there was a time in my life where trusting was more difficult than (laughs) non-trusting. So, which, you know, obviously you know that story, but so suffering was the standpoint of staying in relationships that were not of my highest good. And, um, then I had a conversation with myself and said, okay, you know, I know something grander exists, but that means that I have to shift. I have to change. And I think that that is, um, something where people, not everyone, but I think where we have a hard time with is that 
Um, we want other people to change. We don't want to change. We don't want to remove that attachment. And this is where the soul uh, work comes in. You know, the meditation and the writing and connecting with nature and really, really finding the soul self because we get lost in the space of losing ourselves through age, through life, through reality, through all experiences. It's like um, Sarah McLean, um, who has been a, uh, a fantastic teacher for me, um, who I got my first meditation certification from. And one of her teachings, and this stuck with me, and I share it often, um, she said that stress, um, in any type of stress, any type of situation, is like dust. And we don't see dust falling down, hitting our countertops or a glass top table. Um, but over a course of a few days, uh, you see dust on the table. And other that's also referenced as, you know, you don't see something toxic unless you're in it. You don't see it from the outside. Other people see it on the outside. But once you're in it, you don't necessarily see it. It's the same thing with you don't see dust falling, but dust is falling. Um, and that's the same thing with stress. So you don't, you don't really realize what's happening. You feel something may be off, but it has to get really, really bad until most people do something about it. I've decided that I'm not going to let anything get bad anymore because I was tired of suffering. So I think in answering your question, as we get older, um, we just put up with things instead of staying true to who we are. So does it make more sense to to ask this question, which is interesting in a way that I'm going to put it, is going back to the word why. So why did you suffer or how did you suffer? Like which question would you grow more from? Why? The why. Mm -hmm. Because the how to suffer it can almost disguise itself as a what or, but a how suffering that means that you kind of giving yourself permission to be in it for a longer amount of time. Mm -hmm. It's the why it's, it's the why be because why choosing to suffer is basically as you're having that conversation with yourself in this moment. The fear to get out of it was grander than staying in it because staying in it was easier. Interestingly enough. And so Simon Sinek has a great book. And the name of the book is Start With Why. And he has a great TED Talk. Sinek, isn't it? Sinek. Sinek. I'll, I'll make sure I'll add it to the notes that we'll have on this podcast. It'll also be on the website, uh, which we'll link um, below in the information for this podcast. His, his message is that when you're starting with why, you start from the inside out. And so why is... You know, you got the why, the how, and the what. So you're starting from inside out. And, and his talk or the premise of his talk is that most companies start from the outside in, which is kind of the wrong way. You know, they're telling the story in the incorrect way. So when you're telling a story, if you're a corporation or if you're starting a business, you start with the why. Like, that's your foundation. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why did I create this meditation studio? Right. Why did we put this brick and mortar place here? And when you look at the why, you find out that because it's almost like you're scratching your own itch. You know, if it's if it's not made, then you make it. So that why pushed you, I don't want to say pushed you or pulled you, you know, that's a that's a better way to put it. 
but it pulled you into having no choice into answering the question. So the why, and maybe you didn't even know he was asking that question. I'm not specifically speaking about you, but I'm just in general. Mm -hmm. Well, we can use the studio as an example because I think that's a good place to start from. You know, I think we've shared this before that we weren't really looking for a studio. Um, Needless to say, a studio in Flushing. Um, It's not that I don't like Flushing. It's just that I, I didn't feel, and I still don't feel, that Flushing is necessarily logically the appropriate place to have the studio. <laughs> so let me stop you right there. Why? I don't I don't feel that Flushing knows what we're doing here. Or I'm not going to say that they're not ready. Um I feel logically we're too far off the expressway. We're in a tiny little town. Um this is this is mind. This is linear. But when I walked foot in the space, I knew it was the space. Mm-hmm. So I'm going against, logically, from a location and a business standpoint, <laughs> and strictly going off based on an intuition that this is the right place. Mm. That's the why. Right. And so then the how is, I mean, how, then, how would the how manifest itself within the studio the how is that you move out of the way and um it it this whole process was ridiculously effortless um until we opened 3 months into um which i i i don't feel that it was effort with the trademark i feel that that was a bigger reason that we we know behind the scenes of aligning um, Aviom Studio to my name, uh, where still was not even, it was two entities versus one. So we didn't think about that when we were, you know, doing this because it was happening so fast. So, um, but now we're living here and now we're moving upstairs. Uh, all of these things has, have transpired and this space is magnificent. And so I, we've not had one person um, tell us the space is not cool. The space is, you know, not inviting every single person that steps foot in here is like, oh, my God, this place is amazing. And, um, and even we went to dinner last night. Just right down the street, we walked in town, had dinner. We come back in through the front door and go, oh, it just feels so good in here. So we're here because it feels right. If, and then it, it's almost as if the what then just automatically takes care of itself. And meaning the what would be, then what does the studio represent? And the studio represents that feeling. And everything then stems from going back to the beginning. It kind of stems from, from that why. And so the why has, it, it, it has an importance to it, I feel. It has this energy to it. But like you were saying, and now, again, because I want to bring both of them, because I believe both of them are very important, that yes, as we, as you were saying, age and experience are the energy of why changes. You know, when the ego's in charge of our spiritual practice, everything changes about what we did when we were curious, when we were astronauts on this planet. And, you know, exploring and planting 
you know, spiritual flags and experiences that were marking our growth, where now we stopped doing that. And so, for instance, and, and the example I always bring up is whenever, you know, someone is not faithful to someone else, you know, there sometimes the more questions you get is not, is that why, but it's how, right? How could you? How could you do this to me? It's not, and if it's, and if it's why, it's because once again, we're asking from an egoic standpoint because they feel that they've been insulted or something like that. And we've stopped asking the why to, to deeper questions. And how do we get back to that is, is I guess, my question to you. That would be going back to what we um, talked about last podcast was, well, one of the reasons is not taking things personal because if someone is doing something, talk about being cheated on. So if someone is cheating on someone with someone else, um, the first thing that people say is, you know, why did you do this to me? Uh, And then there goes the victim energy. Why did you do this to me? And um, clearly there's some deeper things going on uh, from a foundational standpoint with the other person. The other person, whether they're not happy or whether, you know, their needs are not being met or whatever that may be. But um, I I feel that that's something easy for humans to do is just to, they feel unfulfilled on some level. And then so they just waver out of a relationship because it's easier. Um, And clearly we both know because we've both been in those situations. (laughs) Um, It's not easy. It's not easy because then there's guilt that takes place. Even though there's different people that have different aspects of empathy and sensitivity, um, we, we all know if it's right or if it's wrong. I mean, we, we all know if it's right or if it's wrong. And so if, if people continue to do those things and they know that it's wrong, then that's like the dust motes falling again. That becomes now compression. That becomes stifled energy. That becomes um, more resistance. So they may think that things are going along harmoniously because no one's getting caught and they're still doing what they're doing. Um, but on some level, truth always comes to the surface. It's just a matter of when. Yes, and that's another. I like the way you just brought that in because I wasn't really thinking about that. But when, the word when, does play a part. And I know we're just talking about words, and it seems like we may be nerding out or geeking out in the energy of just a word. Not just a word. But that's the thing. <laughs> the, these words, since they're, since words are new to us, meaning that language and speaking verbally, speaking out loud to express an emotion or a feeling that should not, and I say the word should, that's another one, that should not have a meaning or a definition behind an emotion because these are things that are very hard to explain. Nonetheless, try to explain to to someone else. So you try to do the best to explain to some something to someone. But then the when also comes into play, as you said before, because Let's just, again, we're just going on this example of someone not being faithful. And so why were you not faithful? And then that person can say, well, I just don't love you anymore. And then that can be, well, when did that happen? You know, in what, in what area did that happen? 
so that I can grow from that. Uh, it's, and I'm just saying this, as weird as I'm saying this, because how, how, have you ever had a conversation of spiritual growth when someone admitted that they had an affair or they'd been cheating on, the, on their partner? That's a great opportunity to have one. That's if you a great think opportunity. About it. it didn't happen with me. <laughs> I don't think it ever happens. <laughs> you, well, you're you're in a state of hostility and and anger and you know disappointment. You know, at least I was on the other end. I was being cheated on. So I, um, you know, you're just like, what in the world happened? And when did it happen? And you start asking these questions because that's part of that's not part of your reality you just can't wrap your head around the why and so that's what i was going back to in the beginning of the conversation is it's not about the why because i will never understand the why i could beat myself up for trying to understand the why but i understand the why now how many years later but you're not going to understand the why then and so um well, more than likely, you're not going to understand the why then. Sometimes it happens, um, but more than likely, you're not going to understand the why. And so that that why becomes a constriction in energy because you're perpetually trying to understand and you're not ever going to understand because it's not your reality because you wouldn't do it. So that's when you replace the why with, hmm, what am I choosing to learn from this? You may not have an answer in that moment, but when you move from why to what am I choosing to learn from this? The restriction of energetic block dissipates. You then allow the energy to flow. And since we're energetic beings, we forget that. So I used the analogy just yesterday in a, in a session where a, a, a closed door, nothing can get through. That's a constriction. That's a block. That's the why. When you shift from what am I choosing to learn from this? The door begins to open and it starts swinging open. The more that you remove the why and step into what am I choosing to learn from this? Even though you don't have an answer, it's, it's the shift of the energetic block into the opening. So what you're saying or what you're implying is that the question, what am I choosing to learn from this is what creates the opening in the door and not necessarily the why. Because you're looking at it from love now. Where it can go, where why can be almost a trick question. Like, who is asking? Is it the ego that's asking the me why? ego's asking why. Or do you spiritually want to learn from this and that's where why is coming from? When you go from why to what, you're trusting the process that this happened divinely perfect. Again, we don't know necessarily what that is in that moment. If if my ex-husband wouldn't have cheated on me, I wouldn't be sitting here with you. Right. So everything had to happen at that perfect moment, even though at the time you did not ask, or did you? What am I choosing to learn I didn't. from this? I did not. I didn't. I did not ask. What am I choosing <laughs> to learn? Which is why I suffered through that. I mean, I. So, but were you asking? I was asking why. why? I, mm -hmm. I was asking why I was asking, can we go to counseling? I was asking, what did I do wrong? I was talking to his parents. I was doing everything in my power to keep it together. And then 
when I real because I was too naive because I didn't know he was cheating on me at the time. And so I didn't it I didn't even think that he would ever do that to me. And um little did I know that again truth always comes to the surface. Um I wasn't looking for the truth. The truth found me. And the moment I found out what was really going on, then that comma that I was trying, you know, the comma was go to counseling, let's work this out, like let's do this. That became a period exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. In that moment, I filed for divorce. I did everything. And it was a matter of minutes when that happened because I told him at the beginning of our marriage, I said, if you ever decide to do this, please tell me beforehand if you're unhappy instead of doing this behind my back. And he's like, first of all, I would never do it. Second of all, of course, I would respect you enough to do that. Mm. None of that happened. And so um, that's, I think, what was hurt me the most is that not only did you cheat, but you lied, you know, and I, I'm the type of person who, um, it's not that I don't forgive. Um, I totally forgave him, but I chose, um, not to want to participate in that energy. Therefore I filed for divorce. So, so what I've been in a situation where I have never been cheated on. And that is only because I never allowed it to happen. And by not allowing it to happen was because even at the suspicion, I was out. Even if someone came into my life and they coughed wrong, that was enough suspicion to go on the internet and track what does coughing an extra two seconds means. And of course, you only see what you're looking for, right? And so then something pops up. And of course, I'm exaggerating this conversation a bit, but this is egoistically is what I'm talking about, is that you find enough reason, enough cause to justify your action and say, yep, you know, there's something wrong with you. You think you're cheating. You're out. I'm out. One of us is out. And so for me, it was just about never placing myself in that situation. But I can imagine as I look back now that I left a a thousand trails of whys behind me. And as I'm saying this today and I'm saying this now, I would answer all those whys with just by me saying I was selfish and I was not aware. For those who would say, why Chris, why'd you do that? That's because I was selfish and I just was not aware. I lost, I lost the idea of what that meant, of what being curious meant, of what, of what experienced life meant, of what bringing people joy and happiness, you know, because, you know, the idea of why going back to that, you know, as we're growing up, we don't want to make people angry. And, and I mean, we don't, that's not our function. We don't want to make people upset at us. And then what happens is we start retracting these things that feels that makes us feel free again with 
and you know the pillars and i've talked about this you know and you know about this you know creativity curiosity imagination and love we have them built into our dna as children and as we go throughout this age we tend to just you know the ego should say tends to just really take each of those pillars and just self-create its own definition and then the ego then tends to use that not only for its own gain but for to identify itself as separate from everyone and everything else and that's why it was telling me no chris it's okay to to leave this person even though they're really really good and even though they're you know they're coming from a place of love my ego was saying no 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 chris it's 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 good to leave them you know and and this is how we're going to leave them it was never you know and the why was always well because they're cheating or because they're going to you know the <laughs> so was the always the what if it was oh, yes you know, interesting you say that so my older brother he's the one that got me into comic books and i used to love comic books we used to go to this you uh, still love comic books. i do but not as much as i used to you like comic book movies i do comic books themselves are like almost seven bucks for a for a comic book it's crazy expensive but then anyway expensive in here i'm talking on these mics that's <laughs> a whole other <laughs> conversation but uh but so there used to be these comic books and i think i had I had written something about this uh, a while back and these, there, there were special issues and these special issues were what ifs. And so what the universe, the Marvel universe did or what comic book universe did is what if this happened with this or who, what if, you know, Spider-Man would have joined the fantastic four. It's a really big one. And then you see like a five on their shirt or whatever, but that I used to love those comic books. And so that was how I lived my life. Now, if, as I, as I, as I'm aware, looking at it now, my entire life was a what if. And so I had to constantly write these, these issues within me. And so, but coming back to that idea of what if and the why, I think it's important. And I think as people are listening to this and as they continue to listen to our other podcasts that we're going to be recording is the why. And starting out with the why we're doing this so then why don't you share your energy or your ideas, your emotions, your feelings as to why we are creating this audio experience? Well, there are a couple of reasons why. Um, the first and foremost is um, we would like to get our information out on another platform. Um, second of all, uh, it's fun doing it. Um, we have a lot to talk about always. We're always behind the scenes having these um, very interesting conversations, um, the dialogue back and forth. And when we have these conversations just, you know, in our home, uh, then you get out your little handy dandy notebook and say, that's a podcast topic. (laughs) So we might as well just share our conversations that you and I are having behind the scenes with other people, because I'm sure we're not the only ones having the conversation. Um, So it just, it, makes sense to do it. It makes sense to keep adding. I'm obviously we're both here to be of service. I mean, that's probably the biggest why, um, you know, making an investment in this equipment and things like that. And, you know, uh, every, every penny that we're making is going back into the business. Um, so it just is we're we are, we're very grateful for everything that's happening, but we also are not just content with 
what's happening, we want to expand. We want to grow. We want to share. We want to do so many things. And this is a platform to do that. And it's one of the, one of, and one of the things I want to share too, is that as, as you continue to listen to this podcast is that what you're going to start finding out about AV and myself is the transparency. And it's about just getting on these mics, speaking about topics that we would typically talk about anyway, but then being transparent with it, you know, for the listeners and for, for those of you out there, you're going to hear personal stories about us, but that's because I feel that in order for an understanding to take place, in order for a shift to take place, it's always good to know where we came from or where we started or how we started because it's so often people may just assume that we're just jumping into this role and we're going to speak about things that we don't know we're to- what we're talking about and we're just saying something because we read it and so now all of a sudden we're some you know kind of master or something like that and we're getting on these mics and speaking and that is not the case and I want to make that 100% clear that by no means do we consider ourselves to be teachers or masters or 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 anything like that. But what we're doing is, as I always say, we're just a teacher's pet where we're in the front of the class and we love learning. We love experiencing. And then we, we love to share. And I can say this for myself that I might say some things that will not offend, but some things that might be a little bit in the gut. And that is only because that's how I see it, but it doesn't mean that it's true. And it doesn't mean that it's right. You know what I'm saying? Like what's true for me may not be true for UAV. It may not be true for other people. But then that's what's fun about this is that it, it opens up the mind to join with the heart and then go out there and explore and find those answers for yourself. Well, it's that it's engaging that curiosity that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's one of the things that I share with um, with people in my sessions is that, you know, I'm not here to convince or um, change anyone's mind about my work or what I believe or what, I, um, what I'm saying, I simply say, take what feels right. Take what feels right and then apply what feels right. doesn't mean that I'm right, but if it, if it resonates and if it has a resonance and if it feels right, then we're probably on to something at that point. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, uh, when you have a session or you're in the space, things are not always, you know, cupcakes, uh, cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a cry. <laughs> that was supposed to be puppies and cupcakes. <laughs> that's well, funny. That's, you, kind of, you put them both into one. Cupcakes. <laughs> cupcakes. It's not all. I think we just got the title. <laughs> cupcakes. Why? <laughs> I'm going to write that down actually right now. <laughs> It's not all puppies and cupcakes with this information. You know, I mean, it's it's information that is extracted and and felt and honored and acknowledged and um that is still pretty funny. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, um yeah, it, that's why we talk about feeling here. You know, not so much thinking but but feeling what what feels right and that's why we're here. You know, going back to your question earlier, you know, why flushing? I have no idea. I have no idea why flushing. Um, and so all I know is that it feels right right now. And we're going to hang out for a bit. And so then the why doesn't necessarily need to be 
answered in the moment that it's asked, which is maybe the reason why people don't ask it because they want an immediate answer. And perhaps, you know, spiritual growth or the spiritual understanding of the meaning or energy of the word why is, is patience. So I may say why, and the answer is patience instead of why give me an answer right now. Yeah, the the why the why is almost very rarely responded to. Especially in our own heads. It's almost like a it's it's almost like dominoes. I remember my, you know, aunts and uncles and all that other stuff when I was younger. They used to play dominoes and used to put the dominoes on the table and mix them all up and make all that noise and stuff like that. I still remember that. And it's almost like the why gets just mixed in as the ego is just move maneuvering around the dominoes hoping that maybe the domino we pick up, you know, is the one that we want. And so we just, you know, and so immediately when we're asking that question, we're already assuming what it is that we want. That's the attachment. The attachment to, so, so we can't attach to the word why there is, right? I mean, you can't attach to it or you should not attach to it. You should not attach to it because what you want and what's happening are probably two very different things. So when you ask yourself, why is this happening to me? Where, where's that coming from? It's coming from ego. It's coming from the attachment. It's become, it's coming from a place where you, what you have anticipated or what you desire is not happening the way that you've desired it or the way that you see it. So the ego is the one that's asking that question. Yeah. But it's using the body's voice to ask it. The human experience. So it's using the human experience through the voice to ask, why is this happening to me? Yeah. And when you stay in the perpetual why, then that's um, almost where that density comes from. It's it's really hard to get out of that because, it's, I mean, I've been in that why a thousand times, mm-hmm. probably a million times. Oh, we all have. Yeah. And then that's, that's where I feel, me personally feel, is when you stay in the why, that's where suffering happens because you've cannot comprehend why that's happening. And then you'll just stay there because then it's becomes so exhausting because you're, you're, you're stuck in the why instead of understanding that this is divinely orchestrated on some level. And then you move into the, what am I learning from this? Which then begins to open the door. And so like going back into this example, why, did you create Aviom Studio, meditation studio? And then the answer would be, I'm assuming, because no one else was doing it. Um, right? It, well, it's... it's Because mm-hmm. you needed to do it? Well, remember, I was just looking for a space to do meditations because we were renting space. Mm-hmm. And just looking for a space to... Um, do my workshops because I was renting space for that. So I wasn't looking for this big of a space. I was simply looking for a little room that had some overflow. <laughs> right. Just a, a little bit more space. <laughs> a little bit more space. That's what I was looking for. I had no idea that that this was going to be happening. And, you know, I didn't want a brick and mortar space. I, I wanted a little rental space. And because I was 
again, here goes the ego. My ego said, I don't want to be attached to anything because I want to be free. I, I don't want to root down to anything because I want to be able to travel and do everything that I'm doing. And then my soul said, why don't you just stay in the present moment and be where you're supposed to be in this moment instead of everything of what you want to do? Why don't you just be in this moment? And then when I heard spirit say that, and then I stepped into the space in flushing, then I knew I, need, I needed to be here. So your soul was asking, why, why are you, so the, obviously, so the soul is asking your logic, I assume. The ego is asking the logic. The soul and spirit said that, why don't you just be where you are and be happy where you are in the moment, in the moment, in the present moment. Yeah. And, and again, it, it comes with even accepting that answer. It goes back to that spiritual maturity. Well, because logically it doesn't make sense for us to be here. Mm -hmm. That's true. It, so that's where the, I got, I, I, I was in the why, like, I don't want to go to flushing. There was the attachment. My ego was attached to, I don't want to go to flushing. I don't want to go to this a little town. I need to be in a bigger area where there's where there's more people. I need to be closer to a highway so it's easier to get off and on. And then now we're nestled in this little town, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes off the highway, because the building said to me, this is where you need to be. Right. The building said, this is your why. This is your why. And I couldn't find, just like spirit introduced us and said, this is your why. And I'm like, ah, but he doesn't look like my why. He, he doesn't appear. He doesn't dress like my why, but yet you were my why. And so I fought with that too. I mean, we've had many conversations about that. And, and uh, you know, we just, yeah, you brought up a really, really awesome point. Uh, this is your why. And that is actually the question. This is your why. Um, uh, my partner cheated on me. This is your why, which is a really crazy way of saying that. This is your why. This is your why. So the why is not a question. It's a statement. But we have forgotten to put those, that, those few words in front of that. So why, I'm so glad we've had this conversation because now... I'm understanding it because I've never put that together. I never put it together until now either. So until why is not, why is not, obviously we've talked, you know, a few minutes here about why, why, and we're speaking about it in a, in a way of, it, of a question. And now we arrive at this moment and we find out that why was never meant to be a question. The why is, is a statement. That means that the why is always the answer. And you can, you can say, this is my why. So whatever resistance that you're coming from, you know, um, or whatever, because it's going to, the resistance results in a course correction. So when the resistance results in a course correction, you move out of the egoic why and you move into the soul why that says, this is your why. Yeah, I just had to write that down. I'm going to put that in the show notes because I love that. So for those of you who are listening to this, this is our premiere. This is our first audio experience. 
what we're going to be doing here is we're going to be doing interviews. We're going to be obviously talking some more. We want to keep the time between, you know, 30 to 45 minutes in between there. It might go a little bit more, a little bit less. When we're doing interviews with, with a, a person, it might go maybe into an hour. So, I, but I also want to just for, not forewarn, but just give um, those listening a heads up that the way that this is going to work is not really going to be a format. And what I mean by that is that Whenever we're inspired to speak, we're just going to grab the mic and we're going to start speaking. Now, we are going to be consistent, but what I mean by that is that there might be a day that I have this thought and AV might be busy, so I'm just going to grab the mic and I might speak for like 20 minutes. That's going to be a podcast we're going to upload. AV might have uh, some words that she wants to share or, or some visions that she has. She's going to grab the mic and she's just going to go ahead and speak. So, our format, our delivery is always going to be different. And it's only because we feel that this is just our home. This is what I'm referring to as our, like our, our digital audio notebook, our, our diary that, you know, years from now we can, we can go back and we, we can listen to this. So I just want to let everyone know that that's basically what we're doing here. There's no format as the universe, as spirit just guides us. That's how we're just going to, you know, energetically flow with this, but we are going to be consistent with delivering at, always, you know, once a week. And sometimes there might be two a week when, again, when it's a short form um, audio experience. And again, you'll be able to download this on iTunes and Spotify. I'm also going to be uploading these podcasts to YouTube so you can listen to to them uh, on YouTube as as an audio experience as well. So before we uh, leave, A.V., you got any last uh, words or any last energies or things you want to want to share? I would just say, um, this is, I like this conversation today. I think I'm, well, I, I don't think I'm going to like them all, but they're all going to be very interesting topics that we talk about. And we've got some really awesome people scheduled mm-hmm. to have some amazing conversations with us. Um, since we're talking about the why, I would just, um, uh, every, every obstacle, um, uh, move to appreciation and understand it's part of the why. So move from the negative why to the positive why and understand that uh, no matter how difficult it is, but just love and embrace the experience and know that, that it's part part of the experience. So this is, so when you take the idea of this is your why, you just start stepping back from that and then you see it through, as you're saying, as a positive experience, right? This is your why. So understand those who are listening that why is not a question. It never, was never meant to be a question. But the ego shifted it into being a question, deleted the rest. And so now all we're stuck with are those three words, uh, three letters, why, W-H-Y. Why? W-H-Y. <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, love. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Thanks for all of those of you who are listening. Uh, please remember to subscribe and, and leave us a note. An iTunes review always helps and you know um, for the expansion and exploration of other curious spiritual beings uh, looking to uh, be ignited with inspiration, love, and light. So from us to you, Navium experience. God bless. Love, light. <laughs>